Well, welcome back, Sarah and everybody else, to season two of the Still Mama Tribe podcast. Yeah, welcome, welcome, everybody. So you're here with your host, Sarah, me, <laughs> and I'm Megan. Uh, you can find me at, at Ayla and Leon on Instagram, mm-hmm. and Sarah, myself, at Life with Sarah Jade. Beautiful. So for season two of the Still Mama Tribe podcast, this is going to be our pilot episode and we have decided we'd like to use these pilot episodes to connect with our audience a little bit more because when we do um, our other seasonal episodes, we're mainly talking to other people about their stories and their perspective, but we also know that our audience would like to get to know us a little bit better. So we'd like to kind of share aspects of our story throughout uh the beginning of each season as we go so we're going to be talking to health professionals sorry not just health professionals just professionals within uh, birth death and health industries Mm -hmm. and get their perspective about what they do and um, kind of tap into their knowledge and their genius about what they offer or can offer the lost community yeah which is great like it's such an important conversation to have in regards to anything from a, a bereavement doula, um, birth photography, or whether they're, you know, we might even, um, you know, there, there's different places. Like, for example, we have here in Australia, Heartfelt, and I think they're also across in New Zealand as well, which are actually an organization that come in after um, a baby has died in the hospital, or even when you have a really, really sick sick babies and they actually come in and take some photos so that the parents have really nice photographic memories um which is really really nice and i think really quite important to have and then anything from yeah health and nutrition and things that you can do to help nurture and love yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. more and just make sure that you know you're you're truly well looked after in such a really tough and vulnerable time in your life that you know it's it's more important than ever to do that so Mm. and once again um we're going to be creating conversations that people can listen to whether they're in the hospital or at appointments or in the middle of um their loss or maybe also for um healthcare providers or partners or support people to help listen to what kind of resources people can access or even things that you might be able to do at home to help take care of yourself and remember your baby as well that's right which is really you know it, it's such an important time to do that and you know even if you're thrust into the waiting room and you know that you're going to be waiting there for a while as well or you know just simply taking yourself outside for a walk somewhere maybe on a beach or sitting at a park close by and you just sort of need to be in a bit of nature but you want to feel like it's a time to take to listen to something um, that you might get a lot out of so um yeah which is really important and I think the fact of um yeah we obviously coming off last season with all those incredible stories that we've had um from our first lot of guests um which really shared and opened up a lot um and we've had such a really good response from it so Mm. and the fact that we've had you know a lot of people come um, and that are really keen to share their stories now as well, which sort of has shown them that it's really important to share, which is really nice. So, mm. And we've had beautiful feedback from people who've listened to um, stories and beautiful feedback from 
the people that we've interviewed as well saying how much they enjoyed telling their story or not enjoyed enjoyed isn't the right word but it's therapeutic and Mm -hmm. it's a special way to honor this their and their baby's story Mm -hmm. and it makes you not feel alone because Mm. you feel so isolated and alone in this part of your life when these things happen and I think hearing from someone else and their story, they're going to be different, but it just shows that you're never alone um, within your grief and how people and each, everybody deals with it differently as well. So yeah, it's really important, which is great. And that's the one thing it's been really nice to hear from people saying, oh, I just don't feel so alone. So, which is really, really great. Mm. That's what we want. (laughs) Yay. We're achieving the goal that we set out to do. And that's, it's been really um, not just satisfying but empowering for me. Um, I'm not sure how you felt about it, Sarah, but to listen to other people tell their stories and to sit in this space and hold it has been um, powerful and I've tapped into different things in myself to help facilitate that space and that has been enriching for me too, just to be sitting sitting here and listening to stories mm-hmm. And also to relive parts of my own story, listening to other people. I think that that has been powerful and I hope that that's translating to our listeners. Well, we know that it is because we get beautiful feedback. Yeah. And yeah, it's wonderful to provide that. Yeah. And like, yeah, I've had this a lot from um, people just generally on my Instagram and a lot of my dms and whether people have listened or to the podcast or not i i kind of yeah i keep sort of falling to the same thing from people saying how do you feel by whether it's just me sharing or talking to people about their stories sitting here and doing that or whether somebody's telling me through instagram their story and i'm kind of having to find that um you know that energy and things to do that myself but it's like as you said it's quite therapeutic in a way um and being in this space to do that um it has it's such a beautiful energy and everyone we shared with so far has been so wonderful and so vulnerable and raw to share with us such wonderful but so heartbreaking they're just every sort of step along the way being able to sit and share that is such, it's such a gift, such a gift. And, you know, not just for us, but our audience. And I think that's, you know, you can't, that's why we're doing this together because you you cannot do this on your own. It is, it is a lot, but it is so rewarding. Like, yeah, I just, it's hard to explain, but yeah. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm feeling you and gift is just the perfect word to describe it. It's a gift that we are able to receive and then give back. Yeah. It's beautiful. So social media, it's such a really such a really hard space to navigate. Because even when you think you're on top of it and in the best part of your game, it just can come crumbling down. And I think that's just where we wanted to speak about what are the pros and cons about sharing whether it's your story or um, talking about bringing the lost community into it and all these sorts of things. So it's such a big thing because for me, like the pros and cons, um, for me, the pros outweigh the cons. 
but there still are cons. Um, you know, the pros of sharing is that you become, you know, prevalent and, you, you know, the awareness that comes from it. So you then get to meet other bereaved parents. Um, you get to get in contact and you get to have a lot of support. The cons are that it does take up a lot of energy. It's really hard. Like the one thing I've found is that by opening up and talking for me brings in a lot of people's stories that may never have been told to somebody before. Um, and all of a sudden they're telling you this in confidence and you're kind of like, whoa, and it's a lot, it's a lot to take on and people don't sort of understand that part of it where I, like for me personally, I've just had to sort of let a lot of that go, whether like I might read it, but then I've not had the capacity to re respond. So yeah, that's a big undertaking. So yeah. there's definitely pros and cons. And for me also the pros outweigh the cons and you're right. It, the pros are definitely forming connections and creating awareness. And also we're in a time where we are able to create these platforms where we have the freedom to say what we want and to describe our worlds in a totally different way that we haven't ever had before, before social media. However, we are also in a time where people are unable to, sorry, where people are able to say things without being seen and to kind of comment on things without the accountability of being face to face. And I think that that presents a whole other issue of, how do, you, how do you deal with it when somebody sends you a message or comments on a post that you make that is negative or they say mm -hmm. hurtful things or they ask that you don't share what you just shared? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, and, it, and that is the hard thing. It's, yeah, the accountability because there is no way – 99.9% .9 of the time, the people that are saying really quite hurtful things would never, ever say it to that person's face. Never. And we all know it because at the end of the day, most at some point or another, we've all probably been in that position where we've said something without even thinking and it's been really hurtful on the other end as well. Mm. But, you know, and just for example, the fact that a whole bunch of mine and Lacey's photos with Axel just went viral out of nowhere well not out of nowhere because it was pregnancy and infant loss remembrance day so a lot of really big accounts sort of didn't ask and shared our photos and and especially being on these big positive birthing pages people got their knickers in a knot and even though they're sharing it because they're sharing it for awareness to promote a day that for one day of the year is there to allow people to know that their babies are remembered no matter what or when. And yet people just did not want to see it. And, you know, a year ago I probably would have thought the same. So you can absolutely understand where people are coming from, but do they think that they would say that to you, to your face? Absolutely not. So, yeah, it's, it comes with, yeah, really big, a big undertaking of something having had social media where 
you put yourself out there, you get the positives, but there has to come with the negatives as well. So, which is very unfortunate, but myself, I'm, I am generally, I'm very lucky that just on my own personal page, nothing negative has really come in other than, you know, just people unfollow you because it's all too, too much for them. And especially when it comes down to your friends and things personally, then, you know, that's pretty shit. <laughs> just really shows some people's true colors. But at the end of the day, like everything is generally very positive and people are there to actually want to support you and go, hey, how are you feeling today? So that's a really good point because on the positive side is that sometimes in conversations you don't know what to say and you don't know how to respond to someone's story in that very moment. And so face-to-face conversations can sometimes turn a little bit awkward. However, the flip side with social media and a positive is that you can take time to craft a really beautiful and thoughtful response to make that person feel seen and heard and to take the time to take in their story and to respond in in a way that maybe if when you're put on the spot you wouldn't have those words to say. So I think that that's definitely a positive and it kind of does open up that door for that shared relationship in terms of creating positive positive movements and um, responding to people in a thoughtful way. But yeah, as we were just talking about, that can go the total opposite way. But I have found that majority, if not you know, 99.9% of people in the lost community are so understanding and ready to welcome people in with open arms because we all understand that this isn't a club that anybody wants to be a part of. And social media has really allowed us to speak about our stories and to create the community. And that's exactly what the Still Mama Tribe podcast is. And uh, We're so lucky to have social media to be able to push this forward to people so that they can access it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think there is – the lines are blurry, especially on personal pages and professional pages. And it's hard to know what to share because, yeah, like you said, some people don't want to see those things. Mm -hmm. But the flip side is this is a reality, a very sad reality that is part of some people's everyday lives Mm -hmm. and it's something that the lost community carries daily so for someone to flick past that in a scroll and to stop and say hurtful things or to share a photo without permission a photo that's very powerful and addresses a moment in your life that was heartbreaking and beyond description it really does bring up some ethical concerns and I'm glad that we're able to have the conversation to even bring this to light, you know, because sometimes these things about social media aren't addressed either. Mm, exactly. And that's the thing, like, I think I I posted a whole bunch of things about this in just regards, like, in the, with the fact of, you know, the lost community has to live with this every single day, as you said. Like, that's our reality. Like, our reality is, is that, we wake up and every day we don't have that baby with us. But yet that 
other person who was uncomfortable for like a brief moment in their life because they saw an unfortunate photo that they did not wake up in the morning and want to see and that's the first thing that happened to scroll past and it was in their page because they follow it and it's a big account because that hello algorithm thanks Instagram and Facebook and everyone um you know that's it's it's your that's your action to then scroll and flick past by then commenting on it and how much it affects you in that exact moment not five minutes later, not for the rest of your day, not for the rest of the week or year, but in that exact moment. And you take that opportunity to voice your concern and your disgust at the disregard of not having a trigger warning or something on it because you've seen it and then you've commented it than it to stay in your notification so you keep seeing again and again and again (laughs) just it just really shows that i mean the fact that most people in the lost community can't even see photos of new healthy happy newborn babies or beautifully pregnant people like they're our triggers and what does everyone do they just scroll past because they have to that's our reality and whether you happen to be pregnant again or not, like it still hurts because you know the pain of what your life is now and not what it was like before when you were happy and you had no reason to not be happy because you're so untouched by loss and not that, you know, by seeing a pregnant person walk down the street or you don't know. We don't know their stories, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But they could be going through the exact same thing. Who would know? So, yeah, it's just, it's such a big thing. And it's, yeah, and that's the one thing with social media where people just don't, their moment of concern, they don't realise is that somebody's lifetime. Mm, very true, very true. Trigger warnings are a really big topic. Um we may may not have the time to address it fully here. No. (laughs) Um, But it is something that keeps coming up on our pages and Mm. I think we'll continue to, especially with the different censorship um, rules Mm -hmm. across social media. Mm. Um, But one thing that I did want to briefly talk about, I did a bit of a story on this um, a little while ago discussing how you can create awareness and every time somebody shares their story, it does break down the stigma and it breaks down the shame and the quietness and silence that women suffer in. And so it can be a really hard decision to utilize social media for your loss, Um, especially if you just have a personal account and you maybe only have your couple of hundred followers on there who are mainly your friends and family who you actually know in real life. But every time that somebody shares about their loss and utilizes their platform to tell their story in its fullness and in its honesty and for the way that it has changed you also therefore helps to change the culture. Mm -hmm. 
of how we treat these things and what becomes acceptable to censor and to put a trigger warning on. So it it really swings both ways. But I think majority of the time when we utilize social media in an honest way and not just to create this beautiful highlight reel that is unrealistic, let's face it, and to be honest, can be also painful and a, um, a trap of comparison. Um, so when it's utilized to open up and to tell your story as it is, and maybe you don't want to put all the details in there, maybe you want to just begin to create that conversation. It does, it changes the way that you tell your story. It actually frees you up because once you break that seal in terms of opening up and talking about it, it becomes easier and you don't carry that shame, I feel, as heavily. And people can come in and it it gives permission for people to support you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great. Like, you know, know, as we said, like the positives and the pros still outweigh the negatives and the cons um, with sharing and especially with social media. Um, and letting people know that if you're having a bad day or today you are just not okay, it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, and then obviously also on the other hand, like with the very big people who have a massive influence, like, hello, Michelle Obama just did an incredible thing by Mm. announcing the fact that she's been hiding her miscarriage for so long mm. and thought she was broken and then had to go down the IVF like you know journey and things to get her two beautiful kids like how for somebody like her to put that on out to the world is huge so you know it's something like this when people go holy crap like somebody so influential has gone through this Mm. incredible like very sad but I just I'm so like yes I'm I'm just like high-fiving like everyone like (laughs) I can't believe she fight like you know good on her she's actually said this like that's amazing so and everybody that's within you know the lost community and even around birthing and everything I was just being like yes she has said this this is amazing so yeah yeah. she empowered herself and she empowered everybody else yeah yeah that's thanks michelle if you're listening i know totally come on the podcast right yeah it'll happen (laughs) so yeah anyway i think we'll wrap it up there and just remember guys if there is anything that you want to hear from us whether it's our personal stories if you've got questions have you got things you want us to ask our guests whether that be the professionals whether that be some in you know something to sort of pull from people's stories we want to know what you want to hear um yeah so just let us know and if you like us having our rando chats (laughs) or if you don't yeah that's fine that's i know we just really want to hear from you guys because it's really important to understand um yeah what what it is that people really want to hear especially within whilst we're quite you know sort of fresh and new and the podcast is now into season two and 
don't forget to leave us a review down the bottom yep. if you're on Apple. Quickly so. swipe down now if you're listening right now. Quick, scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll down the bottom. Five stars. Leave us yep. a review. Yep. Thank you so much. We yep. appreciate it. That's a good deed done for the day. Yeah, that's right. And that way at least we can reach more, um, more you know, lost mummers, lost parents, anybody that really should and will get a lot out of um, what we are yabbering on about. So <laughs> thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Still Mama Tribe. We can't wait to show you season two. Yep. And also look us up on Instagram and Facebook, the Still Mama Tribe. Thanks for listening. Bye.